All right, Meta fans, I am back. It's wrap-up time, the official unauthorized wrap-up show of the KMS universe. I'm uh, Menas, of course, and I've got my very first guest on the show, the one and only former producer and host of the KMS Rundown, the biggest cunt in the universe, Red, how are you? I'm wonderful, Menas. Thank you. I, that was such a warm welcome. I feel oh, warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, it's, this is wonderful. You oh, should. And, and one of the reasons I got you on is because not only do I love your work, but Kirk was a huge fan of your show. He's a big fan of yours. And, and it started off so badly between you and Kirk. You were despised for months. Obviously, I know how that feels being on the other end of Kirk's, um, <laughs> you know, feelings when they're negative. Um, but, yeah, you, you're a great Minna um, fan and we missed the rundown a lot. I and so this is what I wonder, Menners, right? Like I know Kirk is not a big fan of mine. Um, he doesn't mention your show very often at all. At least he doesn't reference it. But I know that he takes things that you talk about and references it on the show. But he doesn't actually give you credit. Does that bother you in any way? It's an interesting one. I, I'm not really doing this show to be mentioned on the main show. I'd, I'd like to think that if I say something interesting enough that perhaps Kirk will bring it up. But generally, this show is for the fans. I'm a fan first guy. I love the men of fans. I will do anything for them. Cullinane's curtailing my creative output in the Miniverse, and I took control. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a let's go for it guy, Red. I'm not going to sit back and let Dave Cullinane uh, hinder my creative expression. So, um I'm well aware that Kirk's listening and I'm well aware that there are things that I say that he might echo on the show, but, yeah. but, but that's a, I see that as a massive credit. I mean, my whole bit is taken from Kirk anyway. So it's just some beautiful circle now where we're sort of influencing each other. I love it. Well, I, hopefully Cullinane will at some point, he, he's at least DM'd you back, right? I mean, at yep. least he's done that. Okay. I've actually got two emails from Cullinane today. So wow. I've asked Cullinane to be given direct access to the network. I want to be able to do a Menace Live and not have to rely on him not falling asleep to do a show. So I've asked him for direct access to be able to stream live, which if you work in YouTube, you know, I think you can set up permissions. So I don't have to see any stats. I don't have to have be access to any sort of stuff that is they want to keep secret, although I'm pretty sure nothing on the actual KMN network is secret. Uh, right. So I've, he, he wrote back at first and culminated, no, 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 we, we'd be more comfortable if there's a, a show representative there. Then I get another email a minute later, actually scrap that whole thing. I'm going to talk to Kirk. So uh, let's <laughs> just see what Kirk color. says about it all. Even in his emails, he immediately backtracks. I love that. That's great. But he's a big manners guy. I did make the point to him that I think he could trust me. Like he's going to bring these interns in who don't really know how the network works. I have done everything wrong. So I know how to do it right. I've upset sponsors. I've gone over the line. I've had been taken off air. I've been axed for numerous reasons. So I know all the pitfalls I, I've lived through it. So I can now, um, you know, produce much better content. That's not going to fall into those dangerous areas of upsetting sponsors. So more so than an intern. Well, so I, I agree with you there. I think there's no better man for the job. I, I totally agree. Now, the thing that I wonder is, are you still going to uh, criticize Dave and Kirk for not having the network up yet, the, the KMN network and having fans 
uh, coming back and doing shows? Are you, are you, are, have I moved you off that side of the street? Cause I feel like you were firmly there blaming Dave Cullinane for this. I still am. I still think it's a, a real shame that nothing's been happening in the last I think that's months. a shame too, but you can't blame Dave for this. You can't Why not? blame Dave. Why not? But you told him to focus on the main show. And so yeah, he's focusing and on the main part show. Part of focusing on the main show is focusing on stuff that feeds the main show. The hits doesn't feed the main show or, you know, the network could produce stuff to feed the main show. I mean, what, what do you think of my rundown concept idea? I've been pitching for like two months now a really good rundown concept where we sort of do what you did, but instead of having the commitment of Minifans running it, it's kind of show-led. So as I said, they produce the framework and then just a Google Doc with, you know, however many Minifans want to be involved, 20, 30, I'm sure we could find them. And then you just sort of rotate people in and out each week depending on availabilities and that's it. Focus on just doing one really good Minifan show and maybe that'll sprout more, but at least there's something. There's, there's nothing now. There's no rundown. There's no Mike and the Minifans. Weekends are just, um, you know, vacuous. It's just my amazing wrap-up show to listen to. I agree. I think um... – and yours is fantastic. I think that the YouTube channel would benefit from having the the rundown that you've you've put out there. But the, the problem is, is getting people that can commit to that all the time. That's a problem. I wonder why, you know, when things were rolling, they had three full time. We'll call Mike full time when he was when he was there as an employee. Mike was still doing things on Saturdays. I wonder why. Someone like Quantum Week Chris feels like he's better than he can't do a Saturday night show or Mike can't do a Saturday night show or or even Carabas. I don't know why that guy all of a sudden can't do that on Saturday nights, too. And Dave Cullinane. So I don't know why, you know, they are free of Saturday nights. So I can ride with you on that. But they don't have the interns. They don't have three full-time employees. They don't have three interns like they used to. So my hope is, is that they're going to build up, you know, what they have for interns. And then they're going to bring that thing back and it's going to be rolling again. I hope. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair enough um, hope, but I just think it, it's such a, a poor attitude from Cullinane because so now he's relying on interns to kickstart oh, the network. Because no, 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 it's not kickstart. It's not kickstarting. It's handling that stuff that's late at night. The stuff that th- Justin that's true. That's do true. I get that. But you know, there there is somebody from Australia who's been offering for weeks to help Cullinane with this because you know, Red, I took on board your advice that. You just can't criticize, criticize, criticize without offering to help. So I'm offering to help Dave in this period. I've said to him, look, I'll be program coordinator. I'll help with it all. When the interns come in and they're all trained up, they can do most of it and I'll take a back seat. I'm a team guy Uh, because we might hire an, they might hire an intern, not we, they might hire an intern. And in two weeks. You're already going we, I love this. And and in two weeks, the intern (laughs) says, oh, this is not for me. So what does that mean? We wait another month for a rundown. And like what you, you said is true. It's really hard for Minifans to commit weekly to a show because people who don't um, aren't in the content game don't understand that it's not just turning up and chatting like this. To do a good rundown, you've got to listen to all the shows quite intently and pull out the interesting stuff. You've got to find audio clips and then you've got to produce the show afterwards and before. So there is stuff to do. And if you've got a full-time job, that's not easy. But if if the, the, the main show took that burden off Minifans, if they just, you know, like the rundown does, had six points 
and a few sounds and just bring in people to react to them. I think that would be a great show and you can have a, a theme night. You could have the OGs one Friday. You might be yeah. able to get Steve and um, – and you might be able to have a Minna Ladies one night. You know, you could do all these different things. You could have a rundown reunion with you and Ziggy and Mayo. Um, so well, you know, that's uh, that's the other problem too. Is like we Sheldon and I have been dying to get the rundown to come back. We've been trying to, or not the rundown. Excuse me, the the Ziggy show. Um, but the Ziggy show won't go because Ziggy is not willing to do it anymore. So. Mm. He no longer wants to do the show. So if people would publicly put some pressure on him, I think we can get him involved too or not, but he, he no longer wants to do it. So, um, you know, there's people out there that would like to get involved and do things and and bring that back and provide some content for the fans. Cause this is the only place where we can talk about this crazy show is with crazy people like you and myself. So um, we would love to do it, but uh, unfortunately the Ziggy show is no more. And that pains me to say. I I feel like you make too many excuses for Cullinane. Like he's been in the job now (laughs) months and months and he has two kids. Big deal. You know, he's not the only person that's blown their semen and, produced offspring so you can run like a show and be your father at the same time so i understand the night stuff's hard he goes to bed at eight o'clock so that doesn't sort of help but still time is passing by and i don't know if um you know i don't know if there's enthusiasm from cullinane to do any of this stuff well see this is what i worry about i worry because uh i feel like you and the warden are on this branding thing where you guys are really coming for the next producer of KMS. And like, that's your thing is like, <laughs> you guys are going against the producer of KMS all the time. And that, I that's love your Cullinane. shtick. Listen, I, I am, I am not about shtick. This is as a great man once said, it's, it's not shtick by shtick. It's brick by brick. And I'm an authentic <laughs> guy. I'm just telling you that Dave Cullinane is doing a fantastic job. KMS has never been better. It's never been funnier. Okay long gone are the days where you hear Kirk say and ask, is there anything else, Steve? And then Steve regurgitates whatever he heard from Tucker Carlson that You're night right. or Howie Carr. Those days are gone, Menners. We're free. The show has never been funnier. It's never been better. It's on a massive heater right now. He's doing the best job that he can. He's focused on the main show. When they get other people around there, besides just this rotating cast of Chris and Mike, who are, again, are not willing to do anything on the weekends, when you actually get some interns in there who can actually do these things and help out on the nights and weekends, you're going to see these things happen. You just got to give it – things take time, Manners. They do. Things I, take time. I think Dave, though, is a little bit intimidated by me because, you know, I've offered to help him with this stuff. I've offered to help kickstart this rundown show. I've offered All to you help. want to do is help. I know. You're a helpful guy. I'm a, I'm a helpful guy. You know, I've offered for Kirk to fly me over and I'll go in studio next week. I mean, I've offered to take it on the chin now that the international borders are open. Uh, there's no restrictions on travel. You know, pay for a ticket. I'll, I'll, I'll take a bullet and – do that 24 hour flight and come into studio. You know, I'm a selfless guy. Um, I know but, you are, but you, you gotta, you gotta leave. You gotta give more praise to Cully. He's fantastic. I've said the show's never been better. I love okay. his work. Um, okay. As I said, it's the other stuff that annoys me. Um, okay. But yeah, he's I, fantastic on the show. We'll, we'll yeah. figure, we'll, Menners, we'll figure all the rest of okay. the stuff out. Don't well, worry. I, okay? I like your attitude. It's going to be okay. So, just the last one. If I was, <laughs> if you were in charge of the network, would you make me program coordinator? 
I feel like this is all that you brought me on for. Is to no, it's not. Praises. Yeah, I feel like this is. Listen, <laughs> there is no man better for this job. You are committed. Okay, you're crazy. You're definitely crazy. But you're crazy in a good way. You love this show almost as much as I love this show. I feel like we're of like-minded individuals. We love this podcast. We listen multiple times a day. I mean, I'll just keep running through this thing. And I know you're right there. You're the right person for the job. I wonder if... Dave is hesitant to give you the keys. He's going to talk to Kirk about this. I don't think this is going to go over well, this conversation. I don't think Kirk is going to want you to have keys to the YouTube. Or maybe he just says, fuck it. Who cares? Let's give it to the cunt down in Australia. I don't know. But I don't. I think you're the right guy for the job. I just I can't see any way that they're going to give it up to you. But I hope that they do. Yeah. I well, hope they do. I'm, I'm here for the, the Miniverse. That's all. I know what you are. What about um, Kirk? How have you seen him um, in the last couple of months? Because he seems relaxed and happy. And when he, Mike, and Cullinane are in there, it it feels like a, the, the the perfect show. Well, uh, also too, those Quantum Week Chris days are really really good too. I don't want you to I don't want you to slight Chris on that, but I I agree. The Mike days, Mike has been very good. Kirk has been has been fantastic. It seems like the rapport between him and Dave has gotten much better. Um, it seems like there's more trust there. I know there's the the jokes about Dave being a snake, but as as David alluded to, the you know the last Saco live show went off without a hitch. Um, it seems like they're into a groove, even with the the t-shirt issue that they had. That was a mild issue. Kirk seems to be laughing a lot more, having a good time. Um, you know, Dave is a fantastic punching bag. You couldn't find a better producer who's not going to pout. You know, he's not going to threaten to quit. He actually wants to be there. I love that about a producer. I wish they had had that previously. Uh, and Mike has, again, never been better. But you know what? I'm going to give Chris, Quantum Week Chris, credit on that. I think Chris has lit a fire under Mike and made Mike scared about losing that second chair. And he could see Carabas coming around the corner too. So props to Chris for making Mike a much better person on KMS, a much better second chair. And I think Mike one day a week is going to make the heart grow even fonder for Mike. And I think he's going to shine even more so. So that's my prediction. We'll see what happens. But I'm not looking forward to Carabas. Obviously, nobody is. No one is. Um, I mean, I agree with you. I love Chris's Fridays. I think he's um, been a great addition to the show. I think he's funny. I think he's relaxing now and we're seeing more of um, him, his personality come out. And I've been listening to his old podcast, New Hampshire cast. I mean, Kirk's right. There's a lot there underneath. There's a lot of demons in in Chris's um, soul to excavate over the course of the KMS. Uh, so I agree with Absolutely. you. He's great. Um, now, question for you, Menners. Like, so we just had Halloween here in the states. Mm. I don't know in Australia. Do you guys celebrate Halloween at all? It's definitely more popular than it was when I was growing up. So we celebrate it, but it's okay. it's not the intensity of the Americans. Like, it's mild. this is something that's been bothering me about this. So when Kirk was talking about um, the Halloween candy at his house, and I, I let me get your impression. When you're handing out candy, if you're handing out candy, mm -hmm. and you have a certain amount of money, don't you expect to be handing out full-size candy bars? I feel like if you're handing out candy to kids, it's not a look-at-me thing to hand out candy to kids and give them very good candy bars. Is that – I mean, did you find that ridiculous part of the show? <laughs> or is that just me? 
Am I just reaching on something? I mean, you are reaching. I never really thought about it. Do you think Kirk was trying to impress people with his candy giving? Well, he he was saying that he he didn't want to go with a full-size candy bars because he felt like that would be a look-at-me situation. And this is a guy who summers in Maine, drives a Mercedes, but yet when it comes to handing out candy to kids, thought, I don't want to go with the full-size candy bars. That's too much look-at-me. Does that sound ridiculous? Yeah, it's a bit strange. There's, um, there's inconsistencies there is all that I'm saying. And I, I just found that ridiculous. So I just wanted to, I wanted to pick your brain on that, but also I don't know how much you guys are celebrating Halloween. Well, so I, I mean, I give out full deal. size candy bars. I mean, I'm a look at me guy. So I, I mean, I'm happy you're, to do you're, it. You're for the kids. Menor's I'm like Mars bars, Snickers. You get a whole one. If you come to um, Menor's house on Halloween, I give you a full size Kit Kat any day. You know what I mean? And I, I make nothing. I, I don't know, but it, Regardless, I don't want to tell somebody how to spend their money, but I thought that was ridiculous. That was like a random note. If this was a rundown, that would be a random note at the end, and Ziggy and I would argue about that the whole time. So, are you going I, to I'd um, much prefer having you here? I'm not Ziggy, so I'll let yeah, that God, rather God. uninteresting point go through to the catcher. Yep. Um, Thanks, yeah. I Americanized that for you. Um, are you um, are you going to the Quantum Week live show? Is that too far for you? Too far. Um, don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Uh, Carano and I just don't seem to get along. I would love to go and support Chris. If Chris had a, another person on his show and not Carano, I would go in a heartbeat. So hopefully that fight is a real fight and it works out. And, you know, Chris kicks that, that anchor to the curb and he can get somebody in there and bring that show to a new level. So hopefully that happens, but I'm not going to be going to this live show. Yeah. I would love to be there. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to make it to Boston next summer and I'm hoping for a whole week of live shows. So, um, yeah, oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah, you know, you're going to come and stay with me when you come up, or what? Yeah, yeah I'm staying with you, Lindsay, okay. all, all the group. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> joke. That was a joke. Anyone listening? Um, all right. Um, let's wrap up Monday's show because we've got to stick to the formula of this show. Uh, so Monday, um, they started talking uh, talking about Jerry Remy. Great broadcaster. I went through a phase of watching almost every Red Sox game for four or five years, and Rem Dog was a lot of fun. Yeah, great broadcaster. I don't know if you liked him or not. Loved him. Loved him. I, and when I was watching uh, watching the Red Sox when I was a kid, I loved listening to Jerry Remy. He was he was somebody like Mike had said that somebody you tuned in for just because him and and Dom would have a good back and forth. So big big Jerry Remy fan, and I did appreciate uh, Kirk's. Um, his talk on Jerry because it felt like he was giving us both sides, which I don't know anyone else on a show, whether it was Nesson or on EEI or whatever, Sports Talk Radio. I don't think anybody's going to give you both sides like Kirk is going to give you both sides. So I did enjoy that. And I was waiting. That was something I was hoping he was going to talk about, figured he would talk about, and I was glad that he did. Yeah, I listened to a few tributes to Remy on EEI and other podcasts, and none of them brought up Jared, they just alluded to it. He had some tough times in his life. So I yeah. sort of get that when someone passes away, you don't really need to rehash um, that sort of stuff. Okay. I know that's Kirk's specialty, um, yeah. you know, finding the uncomfortable well, I, stuff. I like, the- yeah, I like the both sides. Like it gives you the, the complete person in there. You know what uh, yeah, I mean? Like I so I agree. So I, 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 I agree. enjoy that. And look, what I respect most about Remy was is Kirk went on air when he was with Jerry and maybe with Dino, but definitely with Jerry and, and said some stuff about Remy being a dad and criticized him for enabling, enabling his son. And Jerry called in and had it out with Kirk on the air and, um, they spoke about it and, uh, you know, a lot of 
broadcasters would have just not even bothered to call Kirk. They would have probably just, I don't know, sent some nasty letters or sent him a message telling him to fuck off. But he, he, you know, got on air with him and dealt with it. So, you know, he, he had a tough, tough life at some areas, Remy, but I think um, huge loss, huge loss. And, uh, you know, I don't watch the Red Sox much anymore and no reason to continue. Well, I'm a Yankees fan, so I, I, I really don't have strong, <laughs> strong feelings about it. But, you know, it is what it is. Now, they also yeah. spoke about Houston. Um, Mike's going there for a week with Alba. To, two days of comedy, then five days of um, <laughs> touring around Houston. Now I've been to Houston. I spent four <laughs> nights there, and that was two nights too many. I was going to say, how many nights did you really need there? There's no way. I spent four. Houston. And- Two men, two nights, too many. And I remember my only memory of Houston is like Kirk. It's a soulless, uh, ugly city. It's got these tunnels underneath to get around between the buildings. So it's an awful town. It's really not a good place to visit. Uh, but I went to the space station and, you know, it's, it's the space station where, you know, Armstrong landed on the moon for right. pe- most Minna fans who don't know anything before like 1990. No um so I go there and you have to walk up. This is my memory. You have to walk up two flights of stairs to get into the control room. And in front of me was the typical fat American family that I'd been told about. And these four fatties, like huge, like, like, I don't want to say I'm in a fan, but I've got a few in mind. So I'll just let your mind go there. I was going to say, it sounds like you've been to a Soko Live show. Yeah, say, say like two. They were out. each two sure. TJs. They were each two yeah. TJs. <laughs> and so they get to the top two flights of stairs, Red. They get yeah. to the top and they're all at the top of these stairs, like sucking oxygen, like about to go into like cardiac arrest arrest because I've had to walk up two flights of stairs. I was like giggling my little Aussie ass off as I walked past them, you know, being sort of given oxygen. Uh, so that's my memories of Houston. I'm not sure what they're going to do there. I mean, well, well, uh, when when uh, when Houston was hosting the Super Bowl, I remember listening to sports talk radio and nobody wanted to be there, even for Super Bowl week. Nobody wanted to be there. And I don't know what again, I don't know why you would need to spend that much time there. But if you're going to go and you host a comedy podcast, you would think that and I know that you do some consult consulting on the mm-hmm. side. If you maybe consult with Mike here. It makes no sense to go down there and spend that much time in Houston and not do something for your comedy podcast. That makes no sense. I, there's got to be a way to figure it out because I don't know what else you'd go down to Houston for. There's the comedy show. And then once the comedy stuff is over, I don't know what you're going to do in Houston. There's nothing there. So it would never be a town that anybody else would go to except for an event like this, like a Super Bowl or they're having this comedy stuff going on. I don't know what the point is. Mm. If you're going to go down there, you could get somebody, you could pull somebody in. Mike is a, a comedy connoisseur. He can find somebody he's got from what I heard on his Patreon. He's got, he's doing very well on his Patreon. He's paying, he's paying bills. Hey, like, he's he's a big time guy. Right. So make this happen. So you need to talk to your guy. I know you, you could do this and convince him that he needs to do something down there. Has to. Well, I've been consulting with Mike now for a number of months and I actually suggested to him, in January, he should just focus on doing a comedy podcast because I thought that's where right. his talent was. Um, so right. I'm glad he's gone down that road. I'm, as I said in the last show, I'm sad who he's hitched his wagon with for this. How comedy good is show. Craig on that show, though? Craig is good on that show. He's awful. He? Oh my god, he's awful. <laughs> he's the worst. I'm sorry, but that that was just 
Um, I hope second episode's better. But my thing with Mike is I do kind of empathize with him. Still a holiday, so he just wants to go and relax and enjoy the comedy. I hope he networks. He's also he's with his girlfriend and he's blind, so it's not like he can set up the equipment. So I do empathize with him. Um, that you know, it's like if I go and watch some cricket, sometimes I'm not always going to try and interview someone afterwards. Um, yeah, but that's a little uh, manners again. That's a little different. If you were going to go watch some cricket somewhere, you wouldn't go to some no name city that nobody cares about true. to then. You know what I mean? Like I might, you would go true. there, right? Like you would go do some other things. Like I spent, uh, you know, three days in Nashville. I spent three days in Nashville. I was like, you know, I probably could. Three days is probably good. I wouldn't spend one day in Houston. Mm. There's nothing in Houston. No. So I, I don't good know. Good barbecue. That's all I, found. I remember. Good barbecue. Oh, yeah. But then, true, yeah. You know, I thought someone was going to kill me when I was walking back from the restaurant because there's no one on the streets because everyone's in the tunnels and there was just some guy probably armed looking at me um, as a target. Anyway, um, <laughs> what else from Monday? Oh, they mentioned Dirty Work, the movie again. I think I have to watch it. Never seen it. Have you seen it? I've seen it. It's very good. It's underrated. Uh, okay. You know, it's probably getting a little bit more praise now with Norm gone as that goes, but that's a hilarious, hilarious movie with, with, with that cast of characters. It's awesome. Going to watch that. So give you my review. Need to. Um, Kirk spoke about his lunches at school. He would have um, peanut and fluff or PB and J. Mm. And I've now found a fluff supplier in Sydney. One of the supermarkets near me starts it started stocking fluff, which is Ooh. the best. And when you are like three hours into some marijuana and you just want some sweet goodness, sticking a spoon in the fluff is the best. Uh, it, it's fantastic. You got to be careful though, Menners. Fluff and peanut butter that's going to turn you into a fat American. You got to be careful. So <laughs> just pace yourself. Okay? I will. I will definitely. Uh, um, well, and last thing um, I wanted to talk about was Justin appeared on the show. He's going to do an awful podcast. It's confirmed. I thought he might do something interesting like on Star Wars because actually if if Justin said I'm doing a weekly show on Star Wars news, I would fucking tune in for that. I oh, don't want to great. hear him and some moron talk about nothing. I mean, this is what I said on the last show. He's going to try and be Kirk. He has a a, a millionth of the talent that Kirk has. He's so dumb. He's getting the worst advice. What was it called again? Um, well, I just very good like, show. I, yeah, very good. But here's the deal. Hold on, man. You're, you're very mean to Justin. I feel like I feel like Justin doesn't deserve this kind of criticism. And he's a he's a great person. He loves KMS. I think the worst thing he's done to you is block you. I don't know. If yeah, I'm hundred percent, and I'm still blocked. Well, see, this is a personal thing. I, as somebody it's a vendetta. I fucking hate him now. I know. And see, I'm impartial. Okay. I'm impartial with Justin. I think Justin was fantastic on the show when he was used as kind of the drunk era Curtis yep. of the show. He was yep. fantastic. Agree. And I understand how things went down and now he's away and I think it'll be better for him. I agree with you that he needs to have a little bit more focus on his podcast. Not I mean, a great climax if he killed himself on air one day. Well, that's, I don't know about that, but I think that maybe possibly he could do a show that's focused, maybe it's around Star Wars or just around sci-fi movies, or I don't care if it's something focused around what he's interested in like that. I could listen to that all day. I'm still going to download. I'm going to subscribe. Yeah. I'm going to listen. I'm going to, I want to support him because he's a great guy. Uh, but he would be great if he was talking Star Wars. I totally what sort of great guy blocks 
someone that they've worked with for a year and a half. They love the same show together. You're blocking somebody who's been a constant supporter, who's given advice, who's tried to guide him, who's tried to mentor him. I mean, Justin and I have done a lot of stuff together and he blocks me because I criticize his wrap-up show. I mean, no, 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 honestly, no, no, no. He, soft little cunt. He puts you on ice. He puts you on timeout. He was going to take you off and then you just kept coming and well, kept saying him. things about him. I didn't need some little cunt like him to put me on ice. Put him on ice in the fucking morgue. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I guess it'll never happen. You guys will never get together. I'm going to keep talking to him. I'm going to try to mend this relationship and get you guys back together. Cause I think you guys deserve so. each other. I think you can help if he unblocked me. Um, you can, he could get you on his show and you guys could talk star Wars. How good would that be? I do. That, that would be time. great. Love yeah. Star Wars. Um, absolutely. It's interesting. I'm never going to meet Steve Robinson. Now I would say like, it, it's, it's, it's never going to happen. Like I, I, I had envisaged, you know, one day I go to a live show and he's the producer and there's this sort of awkward interaction, uh, but it's never going to happen. It, Listen, you're not missing out on much. There's not, no, not a lot going on there. Not saying I'm I upset. Mean, he, he walked around, he walked around at the Saco shows last year and nobody in our area was willing to talk with him or get a picture with him. And he was kind of awkward with his phone because he was trying to get like some some B film to get for something. And then, so he was talking to us like, Hey, Minifans say blah, blah, blah. Like he's a super awkward guy. Um, he doesn't seem like somebody I'd want to hang out with and have a beer with. That's for sure. He's, he's super weird. So I don't think you're missing out on anything, Manners. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah. You're going to hang out with us. Steve is an afterthought. He's in the wind forever. Hopefully gone away. I was just thinking about what the perfect week would be, you know, so getting to Boston on the Monday, and we've we've got like a, a men's live probably Wednesday, probably the Wilbur again. I'm sure, I could Sell fill the front the row, fill the front mm-hmm. row for sure. Yeah, sure. And then Absolutely. you know, I'm hoping that week we'd have a, a live rundown or Justin and the Minna fans, one of those shows combined without Justin, of course. Um, of course, yeah. And then you know, live Quantum Week. So then you got three shows leading into. Um, the Saturday show. Maybe I could convince Boss uh, Mike to do a, a set at Laugh Boston or something. Yeah, you know, maybe there's an open mic that. there one night. Yeah. He could tell his that two jokes great. again. Him and Ted could do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that would be great. Yeah, I, Ted Craig is actually doing could. Too. Ted Don't actually forget about could. Craig. Craig is doing stand up as well too. Don't forget about him. You could throw him yeah. in the mix too. Yeah, he, he, his stand up would be like Hannah Gadsby's stand up, like suicide <laughs> inducing. Um, <laughs> oh no. Well, that's my plan oh. anyway. I want to come next summer and I want, um, you know, a whole week of a festival, a, a minicon, well, so to speak. T- take it easy on Lauren Lynn when you get here. That's all that I ask. I mean, we'll take care of you. Just take it easy on the mental ladies, whatever you do. I mean, just pace yourself. Yeah. Well, worry about you. Worry about your heart. Just pace yourself. That's all that I say. <laughs> I'm just going to leave a, a key at the reception for my room and then who, who, whichever one can let themselves in at any oh, time. No. It'll just oh, have a yeah. lady on it and. You know, take your pick. Oh Jesus! You're not leaving. You're not. You're not. You're not making it out of Boston. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Um. Alrighty, Red. Well, look. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this shit up? Well, no. I think I think I've set you straight on everything. Everything. I think you know your culinary hate. I think is uh, you know subsided, and I give myself credit. I think that culinary is going to figure it out with the KMS YouTube channel. So again, props to me. Right again, Red. Um. No. And I think. 
you know, your your shtick that you've had about just hating a producer. Just get, calm that down. Never said read I hate Cullinane. Just trying to help read him. It. Trying to I help know you're him. trying to, but you got to read it. You got to assess the situation. You got to be critical when you got to be critical. And then you got to just relax a little bit too. Okay. So that's all that I ask. Yeah, um, I appreciate you having me on this show. I love this show. Thank I want to be on anytime you'll have me. Um, I think you're doing a great job and thank you for all that you do. You're a very giving man. So we appreciate what you do for the fans. This is all about the fans, not about you at all. No ego. And again, Ziggy was wrong. Blame Ziggy for everything else. I can't stand the guy. So agree on that. Beautiful. All right, right, listeners. Well, that was the great red former host and producer of the rundown now enjoying his Minifan retirement. Thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed the first guest. And we'll be back later in the week.